Hi, I'm Nick Wilston, and this is SEO in 2023. Nick, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023? My number one tip uh, this year is to, it's kind of continuation really of last year's tip. Uh, so I'll tell you that first. So I would go back and, and look at my other videos that we Read did last SEO year. in 2022, this, people. Which was an excellent, excellent broadcast. So we'll, we'll say that's a primer. But my tip for this year is to better understand the Edge platform for deployments. And those kind of deployments are where you're doing content deployments or stitching together content. Uh, how can you understand Edge as a way you can change uh, the content that you're delivering to your users and the experiences? So what do you mean by stitching together and publishing content on the Edge? So when we first started using Edge, and Edge is, is a platform, and I'll kind of expand on what I, I spoke about last time. Edge is our CDN, Content Delivery Network platform. And this can be Akamai, Fastly, Cloudflare. These are, the, these are the platforms that deliver your content to the end user, no matter where they are globally. And we've been using these platforms for, for many years now to successfully deliver content in a uh, not only locally, but, but faster. So we do this for performance, essentially. Now, these platforms have got more and more advanced. The compu computation power of these platforms has got more advanced. And this relates to, to Moore's Law, which we'll all know as geeks. Uh, but the, the CPUs have got better, the memory's got better. And these platforms now uh, can handle much more complicated requests. And we first started using Edge to do requests that happened in, in the header. So these could be requests such as redirections. And we did a lot of redirections on the Edge, and I, I talked about this last year. Now, as this capacity of the Edge servers, the Edge nodes increased, we can start to do more complicated things. And, and one of the things we can do is start to take the request, take the entire page, and unpack it and change it. And we can pull in different content from other places. We can essentially change the entire page that the user then receives and then deliver it on onto the user. So your Edge platform can be doing anything that you could dream about in terms of changing that content request and serving it to the end user, which is incredibly exciting for everyone who's, who's working in the Edge area. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to dream about things and um, different use case scenarios here. So what you're saying is you take uh, an original piece of content published on a web server and then you'd um, pull it apart a little bit and perhaps have an opportunity to insert personalized content in there. Would, would that yeah, be a well, use case scenario? Absolutely personalized content, but even just generalized content. I mean, let's say we have uh, an e-commerce site and we've always, uh, you know, the SEO team has talked about this for years. We said, what we need to do is get more content onto these uh, product level pages. We, we've dreamed about getting content onto these pages. The pushback's been from the dev team. The dev team said, no, we can't change the template. We have other things going on. We've got a long backlog, etc. cetera. We, we can't do this. If we came in on the edge, we could then take these requests, the, these product level page requests, and we could inject blocks of content onto those pages and then serve it to the end user. And by the end user here, I mean, you know, the user, but also Googlebot, because Googlebot and other search engines will see this as the request. So it could be that we're using it to insert the content that we always dreamed about. It could be that we're using it to rearrange the nav, nav menu in, in the way that we'd always wanted to do, the taxonomy. Could be that we just completely uh, rearranged the page in any way that we wanted to. And this could be a, a permanent change that we were making for our end users or for Google, or this could be a test that we were running over a period of time. So maybe we wanted to change the, the, the nav over a six month period for the entire website. This would be a way that we, we could do this through the Edge platform. Okay, great. So if you're talking about um, an e-commerce store, for example, that's got some kind of seasonal offering and you want to be 
giving that greater emphasis from the, the nav bar, then that's possibly a quicker way of doing that than their existing system. It could get you around that kind of problem, exactly. So so say for a seasonal, for Black Friday, you wanted to insert a whole different set of, of links into the nav, this would be a way we could do this with, with Edge. So it, it allows you, your Edge is a, a whole development platform, essentially. So we need to think about you know our, our origin server that happens. We have our, our servers, we have our development processes, et cetera. And then Edge is an entirely new layer that we can do this development on. Because as we do these changes, this development, it then gets served to Googlebot or to the user as, as the actual request. So it's a, it's a second chance for us to change the page that doesn't involve the origin server. So I'm just keen to try and get straight in my head when is a good idea to do this and when properly, possibly it's not the right thing to do. For example, what I'm thinking is buyers are at different stages in the journey. And at different stages in the journey, they want to consume different content. And perhaps there's an opportunity to send them to the same page uh, to consume a slightly different message to move them down the appropriate uh, step in the journey that they happen to be on. Uh, and I'm thinking that could be good for SEO because all the content would be delivered in the same URL and you'd perhaps build more links to the same URL and build more authority to that. Are, are there? Uh, am I right in thinking that? And are, are there negatives to doing that as well? Uh, no, I think you're right in thinking that. I mean, this is certainly, I mean, you're, you're touching on personalization and you do have those options with, with Edge. We could serve different content to different users, to different groups. We could serve different content to people in different locales, but certainly some of this could, could have a huge advantage for SEO. Uh, we kind of veer off from SEO really when we get down this path, because then more about personalization. And I think for us, our, our sort of uh, part of the personalization process that we've always been particularly interested in is is how do we personalize for Googlebot? And I think this has been the question that, that's certainly that, that intersection between SEO and Edge has been particularly interesting. Now, Googlebot is, is a user of our site and we've always been historically quite worried about that because we, we, we don't want to present something completely different to Googlebot that we present to our normal users. That, that would be cloaking. But there can be uh, circumstances where it's advantageous for us to, to fix a certain problem for Googlebot that we couldn't justify fixing in our normal development workflow. So, you know, there, there are things that we might, you know, might choose to do for Googlebot that could be uh, not cloaking, but advantageous to that, the crawling and indexing of the site. So are you saying that definitively Googlebot never knows that any of this content has been stitched together? No, Googlebot will always okay. see the end, <laughs> end result. So Googlebot has no way of detecting that this has happened okay. at the edge. Uh, absolutely no way of telling that. It's not likely to happen in the future either. No, there's no way that it can tell that this request has been changed in, in the Edge server. But all, all the usual rules apply. I mean, it hasn't changed. We've just got another opportunity to change the request. This is the same as changing it on the origin. We still have to consider, you know, we have to consider what we're doing for our users. We have to consider what, what is considered, you know, what is cloaking. And I think there's, uh, you know, this idea of personalized content. This is where this whole area has become much more complex over, over recent years because, you know, we, we, we want to give a personalized experience to different users, but we also want to be able to control the experience that Googlebot has, because this is the experience that then gets indexed and, and ranked. So there, there is a kind of gray area here, but the, the, the rules haven't changed with this. This is just another way of uh, deployment, really, to, to change the request. Okay, so I'm trying to really understand from an SEO perspective, the real benefits to using the edge to control and edit content instead of um, a conventional CMS. Is it um, generally a faster way to do it? Um, are you perhaps um, stepping in and assisting SEOs that are dealing with old CMSs that don't have the same functionality as modern CMSs? 
Yeah, all, all, all of the above. Yep. I mean, you may find that there's blockers in terms of the de- development and dev teams that you have on the origin server. They may have a, a very long list of backlog items that they're working through. So this can be an issue. Uh, you may find that you're dealing with multiple CMSs, which we often do as, as SEOs. Uh, we find that we're kind of, we have more than one CMS or we're mid-migration through a CMS. And having a layer that, that goes over all of these CMSs can be a huge advantage. We can start to make changes that affect every single request. We may have legacy CMSs. I mean, I've, I've worked with clients that have uh, Perl setups, which, you know, you and I will remember. But, you know, some of these some of these CMSs, you, can't, you simply can't do anything on them. So the ability to add SEO functionality to these old parts, of, legacy parts of the site is, is fantastic uh, as you hopefully, you know, do upgrade them or, you know, move them across there are lots of advantages to doing this and and i think the a lot of these advantages on seo are really how do we get around blockers uh, but i think the there are also advantages for that are particularly pertinent right now with the macroeconomic climate that we're in we know that a recession is around the corner we know that teams are under pressure we're, we're asking to do more with less which always happens and i think you and i've been through two recessions now and this is very familiar so edge edge is one way of us getting around this because we're using architecture that's already been bought by the company. So they're looking to leverage that that expenditure. And that expenditure has usually been brought in because it helps you deal with security or bot management or even content delivery or performance. So leveraging that existing spend is is very attractive uh, to senior management. So being a so that that's that's something I found particular. But also the the ability to do this without any additional software, without any additional platforms, you're then adding things to uh, a platform that is fully covered by your security policies. You don't have to worry about any kind of performance impact because this is how your content is served. We're not having to take these requests off to a third party or a third party platform. We're serving these requests through your CDN that you already have set up. So there's a lot of reasons why uh, people are doing development in the edge environment because they should see it really as an extension of what they can do on the origin server. So you, you can you can develop in both the origin server and develop in the edge. And finally, I'd say that the, the thing that I've found particularly in my work is that we can often deploy very quickly because you don't have to worry about all the all the sort of interconnecting parts, all the politics, everything else. You can come in, you can fix something on the edge in a three to six month period that may take years or be you know so blocked that you can't possibly see a solution to it so you can solve that in a very quick period on the edge now uh, you may want to do that permanently or you may want to do it as a test because we may want to kind of like say we'll go back to our original example where we talked about changing the nav bar so we may say that the seo team have the hypothesis they say if we had more control over the nav bar we were more reactive and we could start to put links on there quicker we could then help our seo uh, the dev team have fed back and said, that's impossible to have that kind of control over the nav. We then implement uh, a quick nav change with, on the edge. And the SEO team proved that by having that additional uh, control over being able to add and remove links on the nav, they can then benefit SEO in, in all these different areas. Uh, you then choose, do we then keep that functionality on the edge? Or do we then, having made the business case, say that this functionality needs to be done on the origin server. We've now proved it. We've proved why we needed it. And we've shown you actual world results. And this is why it should be prioritized in the dev queue. And, and you know, this is why they should, should come into those development cycles. So it's a very, it's a very powerful additional tool to get things moving uh, within a company. And as I said, with the kind of macroeconomic climate, companies are looking to do things much faster now. Uh, they're looking to make these changes faster, be more agile. And, and Edge is a, a really good way of being more agile. Are there any cutting edge edge slash CDN developments that are happening at the moment that SEOs can take advantage of in 2023? 
it's I mean this is the thing because they don't usually know they're happening because they can't actually detect them as, as happening on the edge. Uh, large companies, large brands are doing more work on the edge than ever. They're, they're all very interested in this area. It's yeah, it's hard to point to too many uh, specific examples in my work. I'd, I'd love to uh, show you more things that are happening on the edge, but it is it is truly you know it, it's very very interesting work for SEOs. There's never been so much opportunity to make large scale differences to to the brands that they work on. Uh, and I'd say, you know, my work now as, as an edge architect, I'm largely brought in to kind of solve the unsolvable, uh, which is uh, sort of my remit now in a lot of the work that I do. It used to be that um, one of the advantages that smaller firms had was to be more nimble and uh, make changes quite quickly. But it sounds like enterprises are catching up and have a new trick up their sleeve. They they are. And, and this will this will especially help, as you say, large enterprises because they do you know, you and I know they're slow. They, they have so many, you know, the politics, the development, the multi-CMS, the, everything that happens in enterprise uh, does create these blockers. So, so Edge is particularly interesting to them. Uh, but I'd say companies of any size can benefit from this because Cloudflare, which we talked about, is, is one of the leading uh, CDNs. They, you know, essentially it's free. Uh, for any company, and there are an increasing number of people producing scripts that are, uh, that can run on the edge. Uh, I think actually, even for Majestic, uh, I think uh, Talk, my company, got the Majestic tags and functionality working through Cloudflare, which we released on the Majestic blog. So you're going to find uh, a lot of people kind of making things work in that environment, uh, which can benefit you know every company of every size. So you've um, shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023. I'm gonna I'm gonna say AI content, and I'm gonna uh, and the reason I'm gonna say that is because I've actually worked a lot with AI content. Uh, we have you know we produce this and actually coming back to the idea of edge this is one way of deploying it because you create the content through the ai content production process and you can use edge to then insert that into certain pages to to get it working for for google and users but what i've learned from that is that ai content is, is complex and garbage in garbage out and a lot of people are kind of looking at ai content saying it's very easy because i can simply produce some content brilliant. It's going to reduce costs, really, for me. It's going to reduce the costs I spend on writers. And I would disagree with that quite strongly. I'd say that to get good quality AI content, it's going to move the emphasis from writers to editors. And it's going to take that that extra work to, you know, give, it can produce something that's very high quality. And grammatically, it's very good. But it does need that extra bit of work and that extra workflow to keep the quality up. So, you know, yeah, AI content is very interesting. It's going to be increasingly interesting in terms of producing text and content for SEOs over the next few years, but it's not a shortcut. It's going to involve you reallocating those resources into workflow. You know, what's the thinking behind it? What's the quality of it? What's the meaning of it? What's the intent behind it? And uh, don't just fall into the trap of thinking this this cuts my costs dramatically by producing everything with AI. Nick Wilson is CEO and founder of Torque, and you can find him over at torquepartnership.com. Next, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you, David. It's been a pleasure. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. Hold up. 